we're actually doing very well on YouTube. Uh, the 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 audio podcast is, is is sort of staying the same, but YouTube is growing, so it's 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 interesting. I want to try and do more on the audio. I feel like, I feel like audio is where we started. We should do more. We should do something. You know what it is, Max? We, when we wave things around and go, look at this, <laughs> the audio listeners all switch off. Yeah, well, they probably look at look at this, but they look at their phone and they realize it's an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, and they go like, "Look at this." Yeah. Hey, so today what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our coffees that we've been drinking for the last uh, two or three months. We so, haven't done this wait, for a while. It's how we started, isn't it? But we haven't done yeah, it. For I a know, while. right? It's, it's, it's weird. And wait, you're telling me that we're going to talk about coffee? Yeah, I know. That's it's a coffee podcast, and it's very, very oh. strange. And. Very strange. Uh, and I, I've got quite a few. I had to remember. I had to go back and dig through my notes of what I've been drinking. So <laughs> I don't know. know. <laughs> How much have you been drinking? <laughs> been drinking a lot. And I tell you now, it's actually kind of interesting because now I've got both my sons back. Um, and Peter, my oldest son, if you follow the Instagram, you'll see uh, you'll see his stuff going up. Um, he's really got into. He's really got into it. And he started using that machine in anger. So James, he's my doing youngest latte son, art now. Sorry? He's doing latte art like there's no tomorrow now. No, he's not into his latte art. They're all into black coffees. I'm, I'm very pleased to say I'm very proud of them. They, very then they're not, black coffees. they're not baristas. Then. You, you know, know that you have to, you have to make, uh, uh, you know. You have to be able to do a pigeon. I'd yeah, like them to be able to do at least a squirrel or something like at, that. At least. Just at least a squirrel. Squirrel yeah. art. I could, that could become a thing. So my younger <laughs> son, who's, I think, 48, uh, he's, no, he's not. He's, I don't know what he is. Nah, he's, he's 49. We don't, we know that. He's 49. We know he is. Yeah. Uh, no, my youngest son, he's very much into pour overs. So he does V60s uh, mm. every day. He's quite sophisticated. Um, and then my older son, uh, he's more of an espresso and Americano guy. We tried we tried getting a younger one on espressos and um, he just made faces. I, I will be honest. I had uh, one espresso today and it's the first espresso that I had in the last probably month and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I haven't had espresso in, in ages. It's like, yeah, that's like a confession. I feel, I feel like you have to do some kind of Hail Marys or self-flagellation to Yeah, I think um, I'm going to go penance. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and do that later. Just do you know? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, where you you have to. The old priests used to have these um, a chain. I think they were chains or ropes with 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 spikes on them or something. It's it, it's a series of ropes with uh, with spikes, and it's called chilicho. It's very disturbing that you know this. Well, my 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 dad's cousin is a friar. So, ah, okay. Well, then you know. But he doesn't the- use that. I think. No, not but, in himself. Uh, I'm sure he saves that for his parishioners. Friars <laughs> used to use that as a, as, as, as a garment. They would use it as a garment. Yeah. So you what you would do is you'd take pain. this rope and you'd swing it over your back and basically whip yourself. Mm-hmm. And No, the, the one that I meant is, uh, is something you wear on your thigh. Oh, you wear it. You wear it all day. Do they still and have that in, in modern times? It's called s and <laughs> no that that's i don't think that that's isn't it funny S&M. how things are made a crossover you know from a friar to an snm like dungeon it's all the same now and it's all like that it's all it's how it's gone oh it's like the time when i was my 40th no my friend's 40th birthday party in prague i dressed as a priest and we went to strip clubs and um as you do and all the, the strippers would say to me are you really a priest and i'd go yes my my child <laughs> 
Uh, sorry. Yes, my child sits on my lap. People on there. <laughs> I just, you know, we got thrown out in the end. Um, I did something naughty, but uh, I wonder why. <laughs> uh i didn't drink i don't i still really don't drink alcohol so um they kind of believe me this is like, he's not drinking anything maybe he really is uh <laughs> how did we get to this track max i don't know you lead me down the wrong path I, a shame on you we're going to be talking about some coffee and i have got one, i have to, to say you're a lousy priest i i was a lousy priest because you let me you <laughs> you let me lead you that let you lead me into temptation Yes. God, that sounds like when someone does something wrong and then they blame the other person. Why did you let me do this? Yes. It sounds like a kind of Homer Simpson you know, <laughs> excuse. But why did you let me? I don't Actually, know. that might work. I'm going to try this at my job. You can. You can. I do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, I can learn from you. This is mm -hmm. like learning from the, the professional. The, and by the way, the professional. I'm making an effort today. I'm wearing a shirt. I noticed that. I thought that was an accident. It is definitely an accident. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, good. Uh, well, that's, we're starting to raise the standards, Max. Is finally. Uh -huh. It's only taken a year. <clears throat> so next year. So next year, perhaps you'll coffee. put on trousers. But um... uh, Later on. <laughs> Josh, I'm going to go first because I'll tell you what I've been drinking. Uh, I've got a range of things. Actually, today, uh, when you said, hey, Nick, I'm ready, I just started doing the cupping session. So we had the Carvetti stuff. And I just want to talk about this because um, I find this fascinating because I'm bad at it. I love doing things and talking about things that I'm bad at uh, because I think it makes people feel more comfortable that they're also bad at things or perhaps they're not. And it's just me. And that's, that's okay too. Um, I am very bad at cupping. I am, I have the worst taste buds, the most, uh, the most unarticulate um taste buds that uh that i think it's possible to have is that the right way to say unarticulate the most uneducated unsophisticated sophisticated uh, <laughs> so i had a girlfriend that's how she said sophisticated one when i was in college i had this girlfriend i've forgotten i think her name was linda and she used to say it's very sophisticated anyway uh so we got these 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 things we have this this uh we have this plan with, we as um, you, okay, huh? We as you, because I I didn't get it yet, because probably it's no 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 no. But you you subscribe to it, like we basically yes. we got you on the company account, mm -hmm. uh. So you get these these things, but you haven't got it yet because you've moved house. Um. Yes. So it'll be, you know, the pigeons will be carrying it across to you very shortly. Mm -hmm. Um. But mine came yesterday, and what they do. So this is something called the roasters table over at Carvetti, and and what he does is he sends you different coffees each month, uh, both in ground and uh, bean format mm -hmm. and then you you cup it and you you taste it and you get like uh ideas and you write them down then you go on to their website they've got a special uh, like patreon group and you go on there and you talk about what you think the flavors are or the taste profiles and you know you mark it for body and acidity and sweetness and mouthfeel and all that kind of stuff and uh, and then he comes on later with a video like a week or so later you get the mm -hmm. video which explains what it's all about maybe you know where the coffees are from maybe you don't maybe they're the same coffee but roasted differently all this kind of stuff and um and then you you you, you compare notes i'm terrified i'm terrified because i'm so bad <laughs> just so bad everyone else is going i can taste i i think there's a bit of is it 
is it orange blossom? But it was early spring and it, it bloomed a bit early. And then like, I'm there going. And, and it was watered by a, by a guy named Bob. It was watered by a guy named Bob. I'm just thinking it tastes like coffee. Yes. Um, but I will tell you something. It's also like, um, like sommelier and stuff like that. Yeah. A lot of the tasting notes sometimes are. Yeah, I, I've heard that. I've heard that. But, but here's, here's the thing. You say that. But now I've got my two sons here. What I do mm. is I taste it. I mark my notes. I don't show them my homework. Mm-hmm. I've got my notes right here. I don't show them my homework. And then I ask them to taste it and ask them what, what they think. And there's a couple of exceptions where <laughs> I'm like, there's no acidity in that. And somebody else is going, it's really acidic. Uh, and you just think, oh, I'm an idiot. I've done it again. But then there's other places Maybe where we just quite- mislabeled the sample. But no, I always blame it on mislabeling. Oh, oh, I see. oh is that, that's another tip. Pay attention, folks. This pay guy. attention to the analyst here. Pay attention. <laughs> pay attention to the scientist. Just say, why? Well, yeah, like your lives depend on it or anything, whether he's like <laughs> gets his stuff through through regulators or not. Um, no, okay, don't mention the regulator. Okay, the R word. I mentioned the R word. Uh, so, so I'm really bad at this, but here's the thing, even though I suck at this, I really enjoy it because I'm, it's like working a muscle that hasn't been worked before and I'm learning. I'm very slowly. It has to be said, but I'm Mm -hmm. learning to, 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 to improve my vocabulary to describe what I'm, I'm sensing. I think that's half of the battle is this actually describing what it is. Cause as long as you're thinking like I taste something, but I don't know how to how what word to use to describe it. So sometimes it's nutty. I would often say this tastes very much like a barn because I know what a barn smells like. I'm not going to admit to knowing what a barn tastes like, but <laughs> I definitely know what a hay barn smells like. And a lot of these coffees smell like hay barns. Not all of them. Some of the African mm-hmm. ones definitely do. Uh, and they're often the nutty ones. So I actually now associate nuttiness with, with um, a farm yard barn. Oh. Do you ever get that? No, I normally uh, normally we have a disagreement with uh, with my wife. What I what when I find something very fruity, very uh, acidic, when it has an acidity, and I, I find it fruity, like uh, red berries, strawberries, stuff like that. That it has a sweet, but also uh, it's got a berry acidity. Think of biting into um almost ripe strawberry. That kind right. of stuff, or um, um, like red fruit. Think of cornflakes, red fruit. Mm-hmm. When you when you get the red fruits, like that. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That leaves you a sweet mouth, but it also has a, a strong acidity. You have that in the. Ooh, in the that's back a very of good way of describing it. You're basically what type of cornflake is this? It's the special K. <laughs> <laughs> what is the special is K this, red fruit? <laughs> we're really actually telling a lot about ourselves that we probably don't want to disclose at this point. But but yeah, me, you know, and my farmyard barns and you and your, you know, slightly well, perverted fascination with Kellogg's. <laughs> no, it's just that uh, those those kind of freeze-dried red fruits, that kind of stuff has a very strong acidity because you remove the water and you only get this, the right. acids out. Right. What for me is fruity and acidic. But in a fruity way, um, my wife, let's say the co- it, for her, it compares more to a barn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it, and sometimes I can get, kind of get a hint of the, of the, what I would call um, 
botanical waste, uh, not waste, sorry, botanical, botanical uh, smell or flavor. Yeah, and it's, yeah. You know, when you cut the grass, you put the, you put the grass into your, your um, waste bin, mm-hmm. uh, into the garden waste bin. Yeah, I've seen and you leave it that, there for yeah. about a week. Mm. And then you open it because you have to put more grass on top of it. Oh, that's not a good and smell. It, and it fermented. It's fermented, yeah. That is the botanical. I not as you. strong, obviously, but obviously you Let's can't. Hope re- not. And, and also you can't really put these kind of descriptors in something that you drink. Right. So that's why you have to come up with other stuff. Well, I think it's worth saying, it's worth saying that as we're going to go through some of these coffees where I'm going to say some things that I like and some things that I don't like, um, it is worth saying that a lot of this is down to personal preference, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, now actually, before we go any further, I'm going to leap in to, to talk about my first coffee. Before I talk about the first coffee, I do want to say that if you uh, like what we're doing on these shows, please do consider liking and subscribing from the YouTube. If you're not on the YouTube and you're listening to the podcast, I hope you've subscribed. Um, but in either case, uh, each month we give away a free kilo of beans. And uh, For free. this it's free. So there's no strings attached. You don't have to pay Max anything, despite how many times he keeps asking you to. Nothing to Max whatsoever. Absolutely. Um, but the bank transfer is always... Is always <laughs> nothing to Max whatsoever. It is uh, free, free shipping, free beans, like nothing like that. So basically, we, we, we just do this as a... I, as a thank you to those people that subscribe to us and, and it's a way for us to keep in touch and start to build a community, mm-hmm. which is actually our ultimate goal with this is to, is to really build a community. We're very much uh, responsive to the people and enjoy talking to the people who leave comments and get in touch with us, whether it be on YouTube or Instagram or, or whatever else. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing. And this month is the Peabury's Bilbao coffee, kilos, really which good. was one of our favorites uh, last year uh, to, to have. And, um, the, the roaster there is a, is a really, really great guy. He's got a great range of coffees. So this is a great opportunity for you to, if you haven't tried any of his before to give it a whirl for absolutely nothing, nothing. And, um, all you have to do basically is there'll be a link below. You'd go to, uh, bar talks and slash giveaways. Uh, there'll be a link <coughs> below both in YouTube and in the show notes on the audio podcast. Uh, just go there and put in your, e- your name and your email address. Um, and then we will uh, not spam you and we'll not share your data with anybody, but we'll put you in the, in the hat, as it were, at the end of the month where we'll announce the winner. So please do that. Um, since you're talking about fruity stuff, I want to start with this one. This is one of the most recent coffees I've been drinking. It's from Alchemy. Now, Alchemy, if you haven't heard of them, they are one of the top roasters in, in, in the UK. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's I'm not a very sure large find... bag, by the way. It's a kilo. I'm, I'm, because I've got two sons now, I have to get a kilo of everything because they slurp their way through. And Peter, <laughs> my old one, drinks five coffees a day for crying out loud. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> you know, uh, he's, he's very much into it. So, uh, yeah, so I've got this uh, kilo of it. It's called Elixir Espresso. Uh, I really like the sound of this uh, when I bought it. But I'll tell you the main reason I bought it is because one of the one of the best experiences I had, which you hated, was one of those very first. Oh yeah, I still do you remember, remember that, that very one of the was, very first back? I don't even remember what it was. We have to go back through and listen to it them. Was, um, it was it was an African one, mm-hmm. um, but it was from Alchemy. Yeah, it was terrible to me. It, it was, was amazing. I could not finish it. It, it was, was. I actually sent it back to you. I know, and I very happily drunk it all. It was amazing <laughs> coffee, and it Kefabonga. had like these. 
these fruit flavors that came through were incredible. They were like mm -hmm. strawberries and peach. And I even gave these to my son without, like I gave him a cup to my son without telling him what the flavors were thinking he's going to have absolutely no idea, but it'd be interesting what he says. And he nailed like three out of the four flavors. It was yeah. incredible. I mean, they, so was, they were um, that pronounced that even an untrained, you know, kid was able to say, wow. I yes. Taste peach. And, and I had it as a double espresso to start with. Yeah. It felt like a slap in the, a slap in the mouth. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, some yeah, people we, pay for that, Max. Mm, yeah. No, 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 no. Mm -hmm. I still remember it. I, I suspect it was like probably it. not meant to be an espresso. Probably not. I think. Um, I think it must have been definitely aimed as a pour over. And I loved it as an espresso, although I made it quite badly. Uh, I still absolutely loved it, and I, so that's why I went with these beans to see what they were like. I would pick this time something that was definitely labelled as espresso, <laughs> and uh, I spent my thirty. I about thirty-one pounds, I think it was, plus wow. shipping um, for this kilo, and I'm a little disappointed. Um, they are not bad. Do not get me wrong. I'm very much enjoying the espresso. Let me give you, tell you the flavor notes, plum, vanilla, caramel. So I think part of the problem is it's not a massively, it's not going to set the world on fire. Those flavor notes. Mm. Does it come out? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm getting all the best flavors out of it. I get, get definitely getting the caramel and the vanilla. I'm not sure about the plum. I am. I settled on making it with 22 grams. Uh, it ran very, very fast, and I really wasn't liking the results when I was using my 18-gram basket. That mm -hmm. could absolutely be down to my bad technique. But I found when I moved it into a 22-gram basket, uh, it would still come out a little bit fast, but I got it coming out at about 22 seconds. Um, and and I was getting, a, you know, a very nice espresso. It's actually not fast. It's okay. no, 22 seconds isn't fast, but, but that's my point is that it's so I think when I had 18 grams in there, it was coming out in 12 to 15 and, um, yeah, because so, you can't press your profile. Stop, stop it. Stop it. You, that's another, that's another profile. Stop it. That's another, that's another conversation. Uh, actually got, I've got quite a few things to talk about on that, but so this is this one. So how would I feel about this? Would I buy this one again? I have to be honest. I wouldn't buy it again. So buy some now. No, I wouldn't buy it again, not because there's anything wrong with it, but just because it's it's a bit meh to me. And mm. it's quite possible I'm making it incorrectly, or it's quite possible that I had such high expectations having had the amazing first bag from like a year ago that I want to try to rediscover some of that in a dedicated espresso form. And, and, I, and I haven't quite captured it. I think I might go back and buy something else from them um that's a little bit more exotic and mm -hmm. uh, because they have got a great reputation and something else i really like about alchemy and this has to be has to be said so when you're talking about we preface this by saying that um you know good and bad is, is a matter of taste but what's not a matter of taste what's absolutely objective is the the way that people roasters are procuring their beans mm -hmm. that is to say whether they are whether they disclose whether they're buying directly um, and, and how much information they give about the farmer mm. and what, what kind of commercial deals they're doing. Alchemy gives a lot of information in that regard. And I think they actually pay 35% above fair trade prices, which are already above, um, uh, already above, let me go and actually look it up, uh, already above the, um, uh, the market. So actually, yeah, so the, the workers on the farm itself 
uh, are paid 35% more than the market rate to mm. ensure that the best pickers come back. So actually the farmer pays them 35% more. And I guess, you know, they pay more for the coffee as well in order to ensure that the farmer can, can do that. So I really like the fact that you're buying ethically. And I, I know that that might not take certain people's boxes. That might not be a, a, a consideration, but it should be because the coffee market is, is dying in a lot of countries. And believe it or not, you wouldn't have thought it over here at the moment, but it really is. It, people are really struggling. Coffee, the average age of a coffee farmer is old. <laughs> I think mm. the kids aren't doing it anymore. And well, um, it, it depends how much it pays. If it's not worth it, they wouldn't. Yeah, that's exactly it. If it's not worth it, it's not worth coming back. And that's the point. So that combined with climate change, making it more difficult to even grow some of these varieties, it's worth spending. If you're going to spend this much money, 30 pounds on a, on a pack, if you're going to spend, say, I don't know, 20 pounds or 25 pounds, spend the 30 and get some mm. really good quality where you know that the, um, the beans or the farmer's are are being paid enough that it's worth a while to continue and that's in our own in our yeah. own interests what about you max what have you been drinking i have been drinking um a blend actually as a pour over from uh, peaberry uh, it's called sultan or sultans sultans i think mm -hmm. and um gerald has nothing to do with it <laughs> his son made it no way. And uh, yeah, apparently his son uh, has a better palate than he has. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> says who? Says his son or says Gerald? That he's saying something. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's really lovely. It's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's, I find it very fruity, very, very interesting as I pour over. And, and I had it uh, first thing in the morning every, every day for, for a long time. And it, it, does, it doesn't really bore you at all. It's, it's very interesting. Okay. And uh, it comes through really nicely as pour over. I, I tried it with espresso and it's a little a little too much for me. A little too fruity for espresso. I like something more um more chocolatey. It depends, obviously, it depends how you're feeling on that day. If you feel adventurous and you feel like, oh, I'm gonna have a, a fancy espresso, then yes, but it's it's a rare occasion. But right. as a pour over, I really, really liked it. Which one was it again? Say it again. It's called Sultans. Sultans. Okay, I'll look it's, it up. And it's uh, and it's a blend, so it's it's not um, it's not a single uh, single, single estate or single, or single origin. Estate. It's yeah. a, it's a blend, but it's it's really 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 nice. Okay, do you know where it's come from? Which country? What I countries? forgot. <laughs> uh, knowing Gerard, I suppose most likely comes mainly from um, um, Central America, and I think there is some some African beans in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. I know he's he's really um, had a uh, been promoting or been pushing the African beans because he used to be very much Central South America focused. And now yeah, he's he's, uh, he's always been. Um... Yeah. So this next one I've got, I'm going to rattle through the list. Um, this is a mixed bag. Uh, you've seen these before. These because of the bright yellow bag, dark woods. Wait, that's the wrong. That's the wrong bird. I know it's the wrong bird. Uh, so we've had. So what I did was they they do. It's supposed to have a chicken. The chicken coffee was the a chicken coffee was. So that's the point. So because we had the chicken coffee, which I think was like the good day or something. It was called. It tasted really nice. It actually. tasted really good. So we thought, let's go and get some more. So actually, what I did was I thought um, they do get so clever of them. They do like three coffees in a pack. So three two hundred and fifty gram bags. Mm -hmm. Fifty grams or two twenty five. 
Anyway, three 200 and something gram bags, mm-hmm. each a very different coffee. And one's a lighter roast, a medium roast, and a dark roast. This one, the crow tree, is the darker roast. Mm-hmm. Um, the medium, actually, I went a bit crazy because I bought a lot of them. Uh, the mm-hmm. medium roast was a, uh, was actually the light roast was called Ebatorium or something. Ebator- yeah. Let me go and look it up. Um, yeah. Good morning. Sunshine was the first coffee that we had we, that yes. we really liked. Chicken yeah. coffee. The medium doesn't roast doesn't taste was, like chicken. It doesn't actually. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, it doesn't. I was very disappointed. That didn't taste like chicken. You thought chicken, it was a roast then, chicken flavored coffee. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then the tasting notes were completely. <laughs> the tasting notes were very crazy. good. Um, so then we had a, uh, aboretum, which was the light roast, a under the milk wood or sorry, under milk wood, which was a medium. And then this one, which is crow tree, which was the dark. And mm. then because I think that didn't quite come to free shipping, I added a couple of extra bags of barrel aged. I think it's called barrel aged. And the barrel aged one is a coffee that has been matured in um, whiskey barrels. That is interesting. Well, it probably okay, so, tastes very funky. Well, let me tell you. Let me tell you exactly how it tastes. Um, so, first of all, our He's favorite, a our, our favorite was that barrel, that barrel aged. It's really good and quite unique. And I do recommend it uh, for people who want to try something a bit different. It has got a very, you can absolutely smell it mm-hmm. on the beans and you can taste it in the flavor that comes through. And it's a really great flavored coffee. It's not like they're covering up anything. It's a really mm-hmm. great flavored coffee um, with this sort of this, this, you know, that, that feeding of a little bit of whiskey that comes through. It and must it. have really- costed them a fortune. I, I, they got the story about it and I can't remember what the story was, but there's a story about how they come across these barrels and they, well, because they... whiskey barrels are very valuable because uh, depending on, depending on what you're aging, uh, the barrel will give that kind of flavor and yeah. you can't make them new. So you, you can only use the ones that you already have, or you can season some, but over a long, long, long time. Right. And for example, you can age some wines, uh, namely some um, sweet wines, what is called Vinsanto in Italy, which is mm-hmm. similar to, um, to a Porto, but white. So it's, it's mm-hmm. made with, uh, with raisins, with white raisins. Mm-hmm. If you age it in whiskey barrels, it becomes very dry. It ages very dry and it's a very, mm-hmm. very particular one because it's, it, it has this, this dry taste instead of being sweet. Mm-hmm. It takes it takes up the the tannins from the barrels, hmm. and it becomes very uh, very dry, very similar to a to, to a whiskey. Not really a whiskey, obviously, but it, it gets that that kind of flavor. So those barrels are very valuable. Right. And it, probably it's a limited limited run also of the coffee because you can only do so many. So um, I I really like that coffee. It was my son's favorite. He was blown away by it. My older son was blown away with it on espresso. Um, but that was the, that was, so that's the good news. It kind of goes a little bit downhill from there. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. So the crow tree, which is the dark roast did nothing for any of us. It's not, that we didn't like it. It was mm-hmm. just very meh. Uh, the under... Have you tried it? That's a dark roast. You said, mm-hmm. have you tried it as a cappuccino? I don't drink cappuccino. So the answer is no. Uh, and as I said, I, w- I would give that a chance. 
before writing it off. I might have enough in there for one more drink. Okay, I'll try cappuccino with it. Um, yeah, that's actually good advice. I suggest a very good point, which is that, you know, yeah, yeah. If, you, if you're going to be making um, espressos only, then you should listen to me. If you're, if you're going to be adding any kind of milk to it, you should definitely not listen to me. Um, so uh, the, the aboretum, which is a light uh, roast one, don't think I had, I think 220 or 250 grams. I played around with it a lot. I, it, I took a while to dial it in. I think I just started to make a decent espresso with it as I ran out. Oh. <laughs> so I can't really say an awful lot about it um, other than I think it needed a lot more. I think I needed to put it straight into the 22 gram basket, mm. which is what I should have done to begin with. I spent a lot of time trying to dial it in on, on, on uh, a lower dosage and I, and I didn't get good results. Is that a, uh, a light roast? Yeah. So maybe that, that, that would have been better as a pour over. Yeah, probably, probably. Mm. Um, you know, many things are probably better as a pour over, but uh, I don't do pour overs. I do do pour overs, but I don't because I really want my espresso. If I could, if I had the tolerance for four coffees a day, I would do espresso in the morning, pour overs later on. But I don't, so I ended up. I've got two sets of pour over equipment, and I don't use them ever. Uh, so um, what else? And there was the under milk woods, which was probably our least favorite of all. Mm-hmm. Just didn't, I, it was nothing. I can't put my finger on why I didn't like it. I didn't dislike it. It's a bit like one of those people you pass in the street, you know, who's wearing beige or whatever, gray. He's somebody who's in the street wearing gray. They're wearing a gray Marks and Spencer suit. Um, that's basically under Milkwood to me. That's how mm-hmm. it was. They're going to hate me for saying that. And the thing is, they've got great, good taste awards for mm-hmm. all of these coffees I'm talking about. All of them have good taste or sorry, great taste awards. The Good Taste Awards that didn't take off, <laughs> so they they made them great. It, you know, it's uh, not necessarily uh, down to down to us to to like everything. Yeah, yeah. So try try it yourself. Um, but that was the age. The barrel over the barrel was absolutely fantastic. That's a very uh, interesting one, actually. I, I am intrigued. Yeah, you should definitely give that a go. And the other thing I particularly like about Darkwood's coffee, other than the bright yellow bags, is that they are which is beautiful. brilliant which is brilliant, is that they are B Corp certified. Um, now, if you're not familiar with what B Corp is, it means that um, you, you get registered on the, on the website. You have to go through some quite stringent tests to show that you're meeting a high standard of social and environmental um, and ethical sort of uh, elements. Mm-hmm. So typically, most of these businesses will be what, what's called running um, to to two bottom lines, one bottom line on their profit and one on their contribution to, to sort of society and whatever. Mm-hmm. So, um, so good for them because B Corp, it's, it's not an easy thing to get. There are not that many companies, certainly not that many roasters that are B Corp certified. Uh, so that's a really fantastic thing. So, you know, that at least when you're dealing with this company, that you're dealing with a company that has quantified, not just done a bunch of, you know, mm. mouthing off about how good they are, but actually quantified it and evidenced it through quite an expensive and extensive uh, process. Max, over to you. Well, I, I actually haven't drank much else, to be honest. I've been drinking the, the, the Carvetti uh, Roaster Stable Coffee Bee. Mm-hmm. Coffee because bee, that's right, because they don't tell you. It came in a bag, and I was like, oh, "I'm gonna just try it a little bit," and I liked it. And I kept drinking it. It's yeah, as a pour over, as a, as pour, a pour over. over. 
and yeah. it was actually quite nice. I found it um, a, a good balance between fruity and um, and um, not chocolate, but sort of more roasty notes it was quite well, quite pleasant. It was easy to drink. Do you know that the the carvettis? I was when I was smelling like you do the the dry smell, the dry mm-hmm. aroma thing as well. Mm-hmm. There's something about their coffees with the dry aroma is really intense. Um, and yeah. uh, I sort of feel like I'm coming across like a shill or a bit of a fanboy or something. And and I hope not. Um, I just I am really like I told you, it's quite interesting because we just gave away a solitude, a, a kilo of solitude beans mm-hmm. to, to last brilliant. month as a, as for espresso. Yeah, well, you say that, because, but they changed the the formula because they ran out of the 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 lot that they had. It was brilliant. <laughs> so it was brilliant. I don't it know if it's brilliant anymore, brilliant. and I feel like I want to get another kilo of that and the latitude because both the latitude and the solitude. But mm-hmm. what it made me realize is that Gareth over at Carvetti, he's branding. He's he's basically building brands around the names, so the coffee might change underneath. Mm. But the brand, I think, so I get, I must talk to him and find out whether he can do anything he likes to that brand in terms of like, ah, you know, today I get Ethiopian. Tomorrow, he doesn't talk like that at all. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> why not? I'm gonna do, I haven't done an Italian accent in a while. Uh, today I have an Ethiopian. Uh, maybe tomorrow I get from Uganda, you know? I got a good deal, right? My friend Tony, he's uh, he's got a business out there. Uh, so <laughs> maybe that. <laughs> he doesn't talk like that. He no. Could. He's from up north. <laughs> I can't do a northern accent. All my northern accents like suddenly descend into Indian accents. Any <laughs> accent I do, my Welsh accent descends into Indian within a few a few words. And it's because you go too far. You go just north and then uh, whoop, you yeah. hop over. There you go. Yeah. I got to tell you the story one day when, when we, we broke down on our limo. We had a stretch limo we hired. My friend um, was judging a, uh, a Miss Liverpool contest. This is many years ago. <laughs> And we had a, we, we flew into Liverpool Airport and and we had a stretch limo waiting. This is all his on his coin, so he paid for it all, which is great. That's good. And uh, and uh, this girl who looked the spitting image of Mariah Carey was was with us. And of course, we're driving to the event and the the limo breaks down. Well, no, no, didn't know. He got a flat tire. He got a flat tire. And the guys out there were changing the tire in some dodgy part of Liverpool. And all these kids come up on their bikes. They're a bit like, it's a bit like if you're you know, out in the wild, you know, and, you're, and you suddenly realize, you know, there's lots of dangerous creatures all around you. And all these kids like came up on their bike and they're like, who are you? What are you doing here? And we're like, um, we're just, um, we had to think quickly and we think, well, we don't get into trouble. And so we just basically blagged. We said, uh, we're here to, to, to take Mariah Carey to the concert. They went, you're lying. You don't have Mariah Carey. We, we went, we said, tell him you're Mariah Carey. So, so these kids all popped their head in the, in the limo. And they said to this girl, are you Mariah Carey? And she goes, yeah, I am. Went, wow. That was it. <laughs> they said, oh, wow. And then that was it. And then they, yeah, they sort of said, what you do? I can't remember. That was, that was the highlight for me. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, so I've been, I've been, um, so the Carvetti stuff, they, I'd be interested to know if his, his, uh, whether when he's building something around the brand, like a solitude or a latitude, whether he has much weight for it, latitude with mm. the, uh, <laughs> with the, do you have any latitude with the parameters latitude? of like, does he say like, well, latitude all has to come from this, this country or does latitude has to have these flavor notes or must ask him make a note i have to ask my assistant peter 
Could you make a note, please? What I just said. I'll repeat it later. Um, so I can have one more. I can have one more. It's all about wow. me now. You have been drinking a lot of coffee. I got these. I have been drinking another thing. Oh, you've been drinking coffee. that thing? Well, I've, I've been, been quiet about thing. that for a while. What I, are you going to tell us about it? I found the best way of brewing with it, which is not at 95 degrees. I was sorry, at around 95 degrees. I got that dial thingamajib now with a, for pour over stuff. Yeah. That, I know that's very clear. <laughs> you basically got a kettle that you can set th- the uh, the that one the temperature yeah. that one. I got a dual heat uh, pour over <laughs> kettle with, and it's brilliant. Yeah, it's I know. You never go back. I've had one of those for a year. It's really, never really go back. Good. And um, actually, at a lower temperature, it's really lovely. Oh, what? So what? You what when you say it. low, you mean like eighty-five? Because that's how you that's how you brew tea. Um, Eighty-eight. Yeah, no, a little a little high. I think it's around ninety-ish. Uh-huh. Obviously, I didn't write it down, so I forgot. Naturally, you're a scientist. Why would you write stuff down like that? I know, that? right? Uh, <laughs> so when are you going to come out and tell us all about this thing that I'm not allowed to disclose? Eventually, we will. If, oh, eventually. eventually. I mean, just put that in the diary. Peter, could you put down eventually, please, in the diary? Max is going to disclose his secret. Yeah, eventually. eventually. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he's got to earn his keep. I mean, he's in the room. You know, he's got to pay for himself. Just because yeah, he's, yeah. 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 Good. Uh, so I've got one more. I'm mm. going to share with you. This is um, this is a, a sweet one uh, because um, the guy wrote to me and said uh, onto Bar Talks, the Bar Talks website, mm-hmm. um, and said, "Hey, you know, would you do this press release?" And I always engage people when they say do a press release, and I say, "You know, tell me a little bit about what you're doing," because sometimes press releases are just marketing pandering stuff, which I don't want to mm-hmm. put on the site. Uh, and other times they're really interesting. So this guy, um, he's based in the UK and he's done a deal. I think he works with USAID and some other aid organizations. And the idea was to make a, a company whereby all of the profits, not just like a direct trade model, but all of the profits go back to the farmer. And so uh, they've started quite small, which is how you're supposed to start. And they've taken mm-hmm. four coffees, Ethiopian, Ugandan, and two others. Something. Uganda. Uh, oh no, that's Uganda. Zimbabwe. I just read it wrong. Rwanda. <laughs> oh, there is no uh, Tanzania. I should try Ta- that. Tanzania. Tanzania, Ethiopia, Burundi, and Burundi. Uganda. Um, so what they've done is they've taken these. They've, they've worked with these four farmers. They've helped these farmers. They've um, uh, then they've taken their beans, roasted them, and they sell them, and and 100 of the profits. They estimate they estimate it's going to be about ten times the price that those farmers were getting paid when they were selling at the farm gate. Mm-hmm. So, um, which isn't always the best way to sell, but it's a way a lot of them do sell. And so, what I mean by farm gate is they basically take their beans down to a collective. If you're not sure how this works, you, you, you're a small farmer. It's not like you think a lot of people think it works. These are very small families with a, a few acres of land, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it is, or hectares of land. And they will um, pick their coffee cherries um, and they'll not know anything about them. They'll not know the quality. They'll probably not um, uh, sort them or, 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 or pick you know, the best ones out of there or anything. And they'll just take them down 
to the local guy, the local buyer, mm-hmm. buy a collective and sell it to them at whatever the market rate is, which is low. And that's why a lot of them struggle so much. But they can't do much more than that because they have no way of telling whether their coffees are good or not, right? Mm-hmm. But that 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 sort of price where they're taking it down to the gate at the bottom of their farm, which is where the idea comes from, the term comes from, mm-hmm. is the farm gate price. And that price is is pitifully low. So um, the estimate of this, where you're buying coffee from these guys, I should, I should call them, they're called farm to home. So farm to home uh, is working with these four particular farmers and is paying them about 10 times or they estimate because they've got to work out what their profits are if they've just started, mm-hmm. but they're estimating it'll be about 10 times what they were receiving, which is you know life-changing for these people. And if they can get this model working, then the idea is that they scale it up. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what? I'll write the story, but you know what? How much does it hurt to go buy a kilo? You know, um, I was very interested in this because it's from Uganda. Mm-hmm. I haven't had much Ugandan coffee and it's naturally processed. Okay. So, so what do I think about it? The first cup I had blew me away. I absolutely loved it. Following that, it wasn't as good. <laughs> it wasn't as good. Not to say it's bad. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Uh, I am actually really enjoying it. Um, but I would, say, I would say that probably they can get more out of the bean. Mm. Uh, I don't know what it is about, especially on a natural, when there's a certain kind of, um, there's a certain kind of attribute or characteristics that you expect with a naturally processed. So in other words, they're not washing them, mm-hmm. they're fermenting them mm-hmm. in the, in, in the cherry. And that's often a, a trickier processing method, but it, it, it means trickier to get the right flavors out, I should say. Right. Um, so, so, but when you do it right, the flavors are pretty wow. Not to everyone's, you know, taste. As, as I remember. Oh yeah, that's right. You don't like that, do you? I did not like that. I should have got you some. Um, Damn it. <laughs> I still got some left. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> so, so I, um, I think that they, I think, so what is this? The taste pro, the flavor profile says creamy and fruity coffee with notes of orange, milk, chocolate, and forest fruits. Yeah, absolutely. You get That's all like of that of in there. It's kind of a mixed bag. Hmm? It's kind of a mixed bag, though. I, I, I was just saying, yeah, it is. Um, creamy and fruity, chocolate, orange, fruity and orange. Well, no, you get off a lot of times you'll see people chocolate and orange will go together. As the chocolate notes. and orange, the yes, forest fruit is not so much. Yeah, it's, but didn't you say milk chocolate or something? Milk. No, something. I just said, uh, oh, yeah, milk chocolate. So orange, milk chocolate, that's normal, mm. and forest fruits. Okay. Chocolate and orange, I, you, you definitely get a lot of. Even Carvetti has. Yeah, but I would, have, I would have, I would think myself. I would think cocoa and orange. Yes, dark chocolate and orange. I can see that. But milk chocolate and orange, I don't know. Hmm. I associate milk chocolate with more nut. Oh, okay. I got you. That's, that's interesting. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I have to go back and, and look. Anyway, the point is. Um, I'm probably not so sophisticated. I think I explained earlier about my terrible, you know. <laughs> taste buds yeah. i can't tell the difference between dark chocolate and, and milk chocolate on a, in but, a coffee but keep, keep telling us it, it's good to hear it's, it's nice to hear <laughs> yeah um <laughs> i'm bad i am not good at this i have no talent for it whatsoever uh, but having no talent has anyway. never stopped me in the past <laughs> but <laughs> but we love that's you anyway. what i'm an inspiration to all other idiots out there <laughs> um 
So what I would say is that I suspect the forest fruits are probably supposed to be coming from the natural processing, just a wild, wild yes. guess from that. And that's the bit that I'm not getting, I'm not really getting out. So I, I, as you can see, I haven't had that much of it. So I've got to play around a lot more mm -hmm. with the, um, the, the, the techniques and see what I can extract and the temperature to see what I can extract out of it. But I would say it's very nice. I love the mouthfeel. I love the mouthfeel. It is, it is very creamy. It's very thick. It's really, uh, I see, you know, how I want every espresso to, to have that kind of, you know, thickness to it. Real good you texture. To be able to stand a spoon in it. Yeah. I like, I love, I love strong texture in a coffee. Mm. Um, so I would say, I would say for these guys, like I'm going to buy some more from them because I'm, I'm fascinated uh, about what the other ones are doing. And I'm also really want to support a company that's trying to do such great, great things. And, um, but, but I do think that, um, probably this is their first batch that got going out. I'm hoping, and I think they'll probably make it even better. So I'm, mm -hmm. I just want to keep an eye on, definitely want to try. Um, but also one way you, when you're drinking the coffee, you can feel really good knowing that you're actually doing something to help, uh, really change the lives of those farmers and potentially set a precedent for, um, building a model to do a lot more, scale it. Yeah. That is always yep. good. I would like to wrap up with a, a provocatory question or thought. Provocatory, so, you say? Yes. Let me go and look that word up. I'll be right back with you. We, we, actually, we actually really want to know that. Um, and I'm just going to say it. I think it's, uh, it's much easier to tell who roasted the coffee than uh, where the coffee comes from. Namely, I think that every roaster tends to have a very particular, very specific profile of roasting, and you tend to have similar flavors. I think I can pick out the roaster straight away. It doesn't matter what coffee I'm having. I can tell who roasted that, roughly. So I know that Carvetti does it in a certain way. So you normally have mm -hmm. slightly darker roasts. You have drier beans. So you tend to have a, a, a more... Um, uh, brown notes. Mm -hmm. I know it's a terrible thing to say, but <laughs> it's what I mean. Um, while, for example, uh, pea berry tends to have a little more acidity. I, I can pick a little more uh, acidic notes into that. Uh, while, for example, there is the, the Dark Arts uh, coffee uh, group. They are extremely acidic. You have uh, a, you are completely in the other, the other side of the spectrum. It's uh, all of the coffees I've tried, they, they are all uh, very, very acidic. You have that very particular acidity that you, that you find. Uh, another one is the um, um, red brick. Mm -hmm. I've tried a couple of coffees, not, not enough to tell, I think. But I, I, I picked similar notes, so I, I can tell that they, they're after certain things. So I think that it's sometimes is the roaster actually uh, tends to have a certain style and that transfer in, into the coffee. Mm -hmm. Because I've noticed that I had, you know, one thing, okay, I'm going to have, this is an African coffee, it's going to be very acidic. It depends who roasts it. Yeah, and how it's, 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 yeah. it's yeah, You can tell that there is acidity, but you have to look for it. In other cases, you get smacked in the face by the acidity. Some other times, you drink something, it's really acidic, and you say, oh, this must be... Um, I don't, I don't know, a bourbon varietal or a, 
uh, an African coffee, and then you look at it and it's like Central American, which is odd. Yeah. So I don't know. I have this feeling that sometimes we com- we start to who 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 does more uh, profiling? Is it the roaster or is it the coffee? Yeah, and as a matter of fact, it's it's also there's a lot to it. I mean, it's not it's where the beans have originated from. It's mm-hmm. how they were then processed on the farm, mm-hmm. right? So we've just talked about uh, natural processing versus washing and so forth, and honey also honey processing. So those are the three main uh, processing techniques. But all of those can be done well or badly. Mm-hmm. Then they get shipped, and the shipping conditions can also affect the uh, what 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 you end up with. Um, then it's up to the roasters to make the best out of what they've got. But but what does the best mean? The best mm-hmm. means what they want to get out of it. And here's the other key to it, which is that um, you don't really want to buy a bag of coffee from a roaster one day and get absolutely the best coffee you've ever had in your life and then buy it another time and get something that's subpar. So in actual fact, the real challenge, one of the biggest challenges, I think, and I'm by no means Anyway, not even an expert. I'm, I'm, I'm not even at the novice level. I'm below novice in terms of my understanding of the roasting thing. But I write stories about roasters. And so I, I pick up that there are certain problems they're trying to solve. And, and one of the problems that we're looking at was actually um, raised by a roasting analytics software company called Cropster, who I just disclosure advertised with, advertised with us. But they, they launched a batch protocol update to their software and i was reading up what it is before i wrote about it and they're explaining that getting consistency from one batch to the next is problematic largely because of things like heat temperatures of the drum when you start the drum is a different temperature when you start and from mm. one batch from another batch everything can vary which makes complete sense when you think about it so i imagine that for a lot of roasters it's not about necessarily getting the best that they can out of every single batch. If I was a roaster thinking about it, I would prefer to say, if I'm again, like thinking about Carvetti with their solitude and latitude brands, I want somebody who goes and buys my latitude to be able to get, yes, exactly. To know what they're expecting to get. Mm -hmm. They're going to get the same thing every time. If they like it, they're going to get it. They're not going to love it one day, hate it the next day, because that's a way to get no repeat orders. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. I think the signature will be imprinted by the roaster and the important yeah. things that they can, they can make that consistent. And my personal gut feeling is that partly is due to the roaster style, because obviously everyone has a different way of working, but mm-hmm. they are consistent because that's, that's what you do. So you are consistent within your own protocol, one. Mm-hmm. Two, their palate, mm-hmm. obviously, because mm-hmm. that depends on what their tasting is. And third, and I think that this is actually quite important, what roasting machines they have, what roasting equipment, because not everyone has the same stuff. And I don't know really who, who uses what, but depending on what you use, it will have a different heat transfer to the beans. It will have a different loading. It will have a different yep. profiling. And a different cooling process as well. Different cooling system, cooling time. So it's make- actually very complicated. Some people will use sample roasters. Some mm-hmm. people choose not to use sample roasters. Some people want to use sample roasters but can't afford them. So I mean, a sample roaster is where you take a small quantity, you know, a couple of kilos or whatever, 
and you roast that in order to to because you don't want to be roasting you know 25 kilos of coffee to 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 work out the best you know it's a bit like you're making an espresso but with 25 kilos yes i should have ground it a bit finer (laughs) (laughs) i'll put another 25 kilos in so you know it's uh, and 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 that is also and that is also a way of um uh, how you scale it up how does it scale up from your your sample roaster to your big bigger batch roaster how does it scale how does it scale up compare because your sample roaster may work on different technology uh-huh. Some people use um, like air heated sample roasters, but their um, main roaster is a drum roaster and it's a completely different way of heating and, and it, you can't really compare the two. And I will even add another bit. What air is supplied into the, into the roaster? Yeah. And I'm going to stop there because I am working on something. Okay. I was about to say, I should, you completely lost me on that one, but I didn't want to give away that I had no idea what you're talking about. I wanted to try to up, up the game a little bit. And I say, well, what kind of metal did they use in the drum? That is very and important. I, was, I, I, think, don't, I don't know. I think it's actually, I think that should be standard, mm-hmm. but different metals have different uh, uh, conducting, conducting uh, properties. As we, we talked about before, having um, um, a shower screen and a shower screen holder in stainless steel versus brass mm-hmm. or copper, it makes a difference. Oh, it sounded like I said something intelligent by accident. You I'll did. just leave it absolutely. there. Absolutely. That's, that's, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that's a absolutely. great place to end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, on that, and on that last intelligent note from Nick, uh, we, we'll say goodbye, Max. Next week, uh, I'm going to surprise you. Awesome. Obviously not a surprise because I'm telling you now. Damn it. Uh, next week we're going to talk about hand grinders because I'm going to do my homework. I'm buying one. You're I know I said I'm going to buy one before, but I yeah. really mean it this time. I'm going to buy one. And um, what are you going to buy? What are, I don't know. That's what we're going to talk about next week. Oh, what brand is it? I don't know. That's what we're going to talk about next yeah, but week. What brand is it? It's, it's the hand grinder brand. Yeah, but I don't know. Okay. You don't know. Cause inter- I don't it's know. A, it's an interesting one. We're going to look uh, at a few I'll, different brands. I think we should make one. It's called, I don't know. Uh, the IDK. What's your grinder? I don't know. The IDK brander. Yeah. Yeah. Grinder. Mm-hmm. Why not? Brilliant. All right. On that note, Max, you have a great rest of the weekend. I want to get down to do some editing, get this thing out, get this puppy cooked for tomorrow. <laughs> no one's written into me yet. I think I'm going to push Why the Why would you want to, to cook a puppy? Hey, they do in some countries. Oh. Don't knock until you tried it. Mm, true. Uh, Just don't talk to me about cats. (laughs) Take care, buddy. See you.